Aloha, everybody. I'm not Hawaiian. I just look exotic, okay? <laughs> Without the pulpit up here, I don't have any place to set my water. I thought about rigging up like a hamster water or something. <laughs> Get a drink there. Who knows? So I need to do a little test first. You are one good-looking crowd. I got to do a little test, though, because I'm getting pretty old. I'm almost 53. Yeah. I'm almost 53, and I think I'm a little out of touch with some people. So here, I got to do a demographics test. How many people in here have ever seen the TV series from the 70s, Hawaii Five-0, raise your hand. Well, that's not too bad. How many have ever heard the term, book them, Dano? Okay, so I'm a little out of touch with some, but yeah, a lot of you guys, we're all in the same boat, aren't we? That's why I said aloha, because that means hello and goodbye in Hawaiian, if that's the the right term. And I don't know why, but I was thinking about that show about 10 minutes earlier in the bathroom. (laughs) There's a superior drum solo in there. You know what I'm talking about. The one on the theme song where it goes, yeah. So that's what I was thinking about 10 minutes earlier. Whenever Rick Hayes just called for the people involved with the school to come up for prayer, the students and everything, I don't know if you heard him or not, but Dale Reese said, what about the taxpayers? (laughs) Yes, yes, we need to pray for the taxpayers as well. So have you got your imaginative minds on this morning? Okay. Most of you guys know that I have this very, what I call healthy obsession with Alaskan gold mining. So I have even at once thought about staking a claim. My stepson is in Alaska now, but from what I hear, it's quite a drive to get there. So I don't know that I'll ever achieve that goal or not. It's not, there's a lot of legal stuff involved, but it's, the Alaskan gold rush started in like 1896. And you would have to go through a few formalities, fill out the proper paperwork, make sure that nobody else had already staked a claim there. And then you would literally take a stake and drive it in the ground. Now they really want you to do two stakes, and one of them is, on one edge of the border, one way of doing it is to cut down a tree and to put your sign there, and then take part of the other tree, sharpen it, go to the other corner, and put the stake in and put your sign there. So that's kind of the 
process of it, but you have to go through a lot of legalities and everything to do things properly. Let's turn to Joshua chapter 24, verse 14 through 15. Joshua chapter 24, verse 14 through 15. It says, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness, throwing away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would remove me out of the way and that you would have your way this morning in this service. In Jesus' name, And thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Every time I preach, I always got something covered up with blankets, don't I? I'll make it more dramatic. So Joshua addressed the tribes of Israel, all of them, this time. And what he was saying in this passage is he was giving them, actually, if you read all through it up to it, he was actually giving them, recapping some history here of things that happened. But he was telling them, this is what I would like you to do. I want you to serve the Lord. I want you to go in the right direction. But if you choose to, you got to make up your own mind, right? Just like each and every one of us have decisions that we make every day, every day, several of them. I don't know how many decisions we make in a day, but every day there is like choices, like one right after the other. Every day we have to make our own decisions. We know what way God wants us to go, don't we? And I'll tell you the direction I would like you to go and the direction Pastor Rob would like you to go, serve the Lord. But if you choose not to, everybody's responsible for their own self, right? You have free will. Just like the guys that are staking the claim, as us especially, all the men in this room, and if, there's, and if you're a single mom or your husband isn't here or this or that, then it's up to you. But men in this room need to take a stand and say, I want you, brother and sister, to do what's right. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Amen. And we stake a claim to our families our household, and everything around us. 
It's our responsibility as men. It's our responsibility as parents, men and women. Now, does troubles come and go? Well, absolutely. But I'll tell you what, we talked about this in Sunday school class. If we don't set some direction and goals, we're just taking a walk in a circle. I was visiting with my grandparents-in-laws on many occasions. Most of you know who I'm talking about, Karen Wason. Her granddaughter is married to my son. We have a grandbaby, great, connected. Not only are we connected that way, but our yards are connected. (laughs) Two and a half blocks away. She told me a story quite some time ago. And we've revisited this story several times. I never get tired of hearing it, Karen. Are you in here? Never get tired of hearing that story. She told me that whenever the church was first getting started, which was the basement down here, which is the teen basement. Guys, you know if you've been down there. It's the very, very basement there where the snack area is. No roof over the top. Or there was a roof over the top. No upstairs. (laughs) That would be primitive. But there was no bathroom. And I think her and Linda cleaned the bathroom, which was the outhouse. And so they would have to scoop it out. And, of course, now with the camp buildings and all the bathrooms that we have in here, I think we have somewhere, I lost track, it's probably maybe like 60 or 70 or 80 receptacles that you can use the bathroom in. That's quite an improvement, isn't it? She has a different cleaning method now. (laughs) But I will tell you this, she told me, she said, George, I remember coming down here and the building wasn't built yet. And she said there was some stakes in the ground where it had been kind of marked off where the building was going to be. And I believe Archie and uh, maybe some other men had tried to figure out where the building was going to go and they drove those stakes in the ground. When they did that, they were basically saying as a group, this is what we are going to do. This is what we stand for. They could have chose to build a bar or something worse. They chose to build a church right there. They staked their claim. And there's there's different ones other in here that were here at that very beginning. Karen's just the one that told me the stories. Linda's told me some, Gail's told me some. Uh, Rodney Hawkins, he's told me some of the stories. And um, so, yeah, they stuck their claim. The four posts there, they stood for something. Bet you're wondering what's in here, aren't you? 
what's in the box? Had that went through your mind? Probably started 30 years ago or so where companies went to the movement of, they would tell their employees, we got to think outside the box. You remember that? How many of you guys have ever heard that? We even do it in the church world. We got to think outside the box, and that is true. We do. I'm all about innovation and everything else. But here is one theory that I have come up with, all on my own. That is great. We got to think outside the box. But if there's something that is a solid that works, don't forget what's in the box. Inside the box is hope. And if we would have laid this down right here, also faith. And I'm just going to throw this one in. In this corner here, I would basically put God's grace, God's saving grace, the God's grace that he offers to us so freely, but how he paid the ultimate price for. And in the front corner there, I would put love. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13 says, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of all of these is love. Now, not just the love that a boyfriend and girlfriend says, oh, I love you, I love you, or oh, I love that man. Now, this is God's love. Agape love, the most greatest love of all. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who should ever believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. Love one another. Love your neighbor as you would yourself. Karen told me, she said, George, she said, we didn't even know what we were doing. She said, but we wanted freedom to worship. And this church, the very church that you are, you are the church. You are Orchardville Church was built on love. Love for God. But they, she said, we wanted to show the love of Christ, love for each other, and love for the community. And that DNA is still coursing through our veins today. So whenever you tell somebody and invite them to Orchardville Church, know your purpose behind it. To show the love of Christ. To show love for one another. If the musicians would go ahead and come. We saw 
I think it was four or five kids got baptized out at the lake here a couple weeks ago. Not too long ago, that lake was nothing but a gully with brush and everything else in it. And now we're baptizing people in it. That's just one of the most awesome things there is, isn't it? If you all would, let's go ahead and stand. There was roughly about 16, 12 to 16 families and a handful of kids that first started here. And I'll tell you this, I know without a shadow of a doubt that they were praying that God would move in Orchardville. And I know that you are not here by chance. These people prayed, a lot of them, I think all of them were spirit-filled. They were praying for you, Mark Miller, before you even got here. They may not have known your name, but they were praying for you. They were praying for you, Crystal, before you even got here. You may have been one of the ones praying for me to be here, that we would meet on this very day, right here face to face. This is not by chance. And just like, just like staking a claim and making a choice, today, you have to choose you have to choose whom you will serve. If you choose to say, I will do nothing, you are making a choice. You say, well, I'm not serving other gods. You're serving yourself if you do not choose. You have to make a choice today. If you've never accepted Christ today, this would be the most awesome, perfect time for you to come and we'll pray with you and lead you to the Lord anybody else that has any other needs we want you to come and we'll pray with you we'll anoint you with oil if you want if you need healing whatever your needs is this is the time to bring it before god as they play
What's the four corners that we just talked about? Let's say it together. God's grace and love. Let's show the love of Christ this week. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.